So the scriptures tell us that there were shepherds nearby living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. I wonder how many of you have worked a graveyard shift or even a, a midnight shift. I see a, a, a mid-shift. Uh, Edmund, he's, he's one. So um, I have not actually had a job where I worked a late shift, but I've had a job where I worked at night because I, I, I am such an old person now that in, in my day, young, young people, the, um, the computer was a mainframe the size of your refrigerator, or actually a couple of refrigerators, and all day long it was busy. Um, and so if you wanted to get your work done in a timely fashion, you actually had to run it at night. So I did a lot of my computing in the wee hours. So I have done some nighttime work, and it got the work done quicker, but I didn't like it. Um, and I am, am grateful that I don't have a job, with, with rare exceptions, that keeps me up at night. Um, so... Uh, so I am glad I don't work at night. And I suspect that the shepherds uh, didn't care for their job that, that made them work at night. It was not a great job. It was not a well-paying job. It uh, kept them up at night, obviously. And you never know when they had to go chase after a, a bear or a lion or something that had taken a sheep. Um, but but it, was, it was a strenuous job. It was a dangerous job. Um, but it was also a boring job and a sedentary job, both at the same time. It was a job that was not glamorous. A thousand years earlier, a great king, King David, had been a shepherd. Um, but if we read the scriptures carefully, we see that the reason David was a shepherd is because he was the runt of the family, and all the more valuable brothers were off doing more useful things. And so the father sent David out to the fields to be the shepherd. So it was not a glamorous job. Even the king uh, did not cause his children to be shepherds. He caused them to be kings once he, once he got to that position. It wasn't a job people liked. It wasn't a job that paid well. So they were, they were um, uh, considered outcasts of people in that culture at the time of Christ. People considered uh, shepherds to be lazy and dishonest. And farmers in particular disliked shepherds because they would run their flock through your field if you weren't watching. And so you thought you had some vegetables or something growing, and it turns out you don't. Not anymore. So they didn't like the shepherds, and uh, shepherds were not a well-liked profession. And... Uh, that was the beginning of their problems because uh, they also were excluded from the religious life of their culture. They weren't able to be part of the sacrificial system in Jerusalem uh, because because of the nature of their work. They would get dirty. They would get uh, 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 they would be contaminated by by uh, dead animals and and living animals that weren't uh, clean animals. They would become ritually unclean so frequently that it was impractical for them to ever become cleaned. And the, the ironic thing is that they were deeply involved in the sacrificial system. These particular shepherds worked in a, a field in Bethlehem, six miles from the temple in Jerusalem. If they had stood up on a hill and gotten over the trees, they could have seen the temple um, in Jerusalem. The same way if we're on a hill here, we can see the tall buildings downtown um, from, from here. It's, it's actually a little bit closer uh, for them than it is for us. So they could see the temple, but they were excluded. They were excluded even though the sheep that they produced were used uh, enormously. There's a great number of sheep used as part of that sacrificial system. Uh, contemporary historians tell us that they used 30,000 sheep every spring as part of the Passover ceremony in that era. And yet the people who did the shepherding were excluded from the religious life of their people. 
They could see the temple six miles away. But it and the God whose house it was might as well have been a million miles away. They could not access it. I think a lot of us can relate to them. Maybe not now, but at times in our life, at seasons in our lives, we can say to ourselves, where is God? Why is God so far away? Why do I feel excluded? Why do I feel away from God? Why do I feel like there's a great distance between me and God? Maybe it's because of something we've done. We're conscious of some sin or or uh, something that we've done maybe, but, but maybe something somebody has done to us. We're conscious of the things that have separated us from God. We're thinking, well, maybe if I had spent more time at church, if I had been a regular churchgoer, if I prayed more often, if I read my Bible, if I did the things the preacher told me to do, then maybe I wouldn't feel so cut off from God. But we haven't, and we are. Or maybe maybe it's something else. Maybe what makes us feel like we're cut off from God is because we look at the wreckage of our lives, we look at a place in our life, a part of our life, and we say, that must be God's judgment. God is judging something I've done. God is looking at me, and he's either punishing me, or else he's saying, you've made your bed, and I'm just going to watch you lie in it. And so we look at a place in our life, and we say, well, that must be um, because of the way that I messed up my marriage, or, or maybe I messed up this marriage, and I messed up the previous one before that. We look at our life and we say, that must be because of the way I messed up my sobriety. That must be the way, that must be God's judgment on the way that I messed up my sexual expression. That must be God's judgment on the way I messed up my finances or my relations. It must be God's judgment on the way I messed up my parenting. So we look at a place in our life and we say, the reason that God is so far away is because I'm such a mess. So I think we can relate Maybe not all the time, but we can relate some of the time to these shepherds who felt excluded, close to God, and yet so far away. And so there they are out in the night, feeling far from God, even though they can see his temple in the distance. And the angel shows up, and it says they were terrified. In the old King James Version, you may remember it says, if you've watched the Peanuts special, Linus comes out on stage and says, the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were sore afraid. They were, they feared a great fear, according to the original language. They were terrified. I don't know if angels are naturally terrifying. I've never seen an angel. Um, every time they show up in the Bible, people pretty much, uh, 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 become terrified. They, they have a great fear. They fear a great fear. But I think in particular, these these uh, shepherds would have been terrified because their strategy for getting through life was to coast under the radar. They knew that they were not um, effective uh, observers of the law. There's 600, 600 commandments they had to keep track of. Who, who could do that? And, and there's a, there's a situation, there's there's a there's a process. If you mess up, if you if you don't do the commandments correctly, there's a way you can you can atone for it. But it's expensive. You've got to offer animal sacrifice. They can't afford sheep for the sacrifice. They, they watch over them, but they can't afford them. They're poor. And even if they could, they can't get into the temple because they are ritually unclean. They know how much they are cut off from God. And their hope was that somehow they could avoid God's notice. God would be too busy dealing with important people like Caesar Augustus and Quirinius. 
God would be too busy dealing with the bad people. God would grade in a curve because they're bad, but they're not as bad as those other people. They thought that somehow they could avoid God's notice, and the angel shows up. They're busted. But the angel says, don't be afraid. The angel says, I bring good news, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born tonight in Bethlehem, in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. The angel says, you are correct. If you have evaluated your situation and you say, I have been cut off from God, there's good news because God has acted to connect you back to himself. If you have evaluated your situation and said, there's no way I can get back to God, he's too far away, God has come close. If you look at your situation and you say, God demands perfection, and I'm covered with sheep, I'm a shepherd, and I can't ever get into God's good graces on my own power. The angel says, God has come down. God has come right into the sheepfold. God has come to the stable. There's no way that you can earn salvation, the angel says. You're right. You can't. So God gives it to you as a free gift. And of course, the shepherds were not the only one to hear that message. The angel says, that message is for all the people. The, the, the angelic host, the, the armies of heaven appear suddenly and they echo what the angel has said. They say, peace on earth to those whom God favors. God favors us. It must baffle the angels. What does God see in us? But God does favor us. He comes down when we cannot go up. He comes near when we are far off. When we are covered with the stain of our sin, he comes and washes us clean. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Amen.